you shouldn't be scared of poop by now. I mean, if you're a parent, you can practically eat the stuff, dude. I told well, you, I King Monkey. Thinking, I know, but I was just thinking. It's, it's like, not that big a deal. You can repaint the walls. But if you had a book like Every Monster hey. Poops, then it would just help not, all DMs hey, come to us. I his... said no. I oh, said it's no. Simi. It's Simi. Everyone run. You're not allowed to talk about that. I told you. No, King Monkey. No. No. Welcome to RPGX Radio. I'm Simmy, here alone now, because I've scared off the degenerates. So I have no number two today. You can't scare off degenerates quite that easily, sir. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back. No! <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Wow! Oh, there's my chair. You can freaking hear it now. I actually couldn't hear it over my chair for a moment. So, our chairs are our chairs are having They're a podcast insane. together. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Chair Talk <laughs> with Walmart chair and whatever King Monkey has. Staples Office Depot chair. Wait, Staples or Office Depot? Staples Office Depot. But which one? Staples Office Depot. No, no, which one? Those are two things. Apparently not here. They're not. Ah, oh, Canada! You ruin everything. <laughs> I can't go to the Staples and then go to Office Depot if they're the same thing. But you can go to the Staples and Office Depot in America right now? There's two different ones, yeah. Right on. I actually, I, I know, I can go exactly where the, each of them are, too, right now. There's actually a Staples in the good part of town, and there's an Office Depot in the not-so-good part of town. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the shady end of town for those black market office supplies. I will say, Office Depot had my big pad of one-inch grid paper that I use for my game night maps though so mm. they may be shady but they got what i need get that black market graph paper for you you know you want it for oh, your maps oh yeah yeah give me that 34 by 20 <laughs> if the cops ask you where you made that map you don't know nobody you didn't see nothing Exactly. When the, exactly. Although when the cops raid your your gaming session, you're probably doing something else wrong. They're, All right. The office supplies are like least on their list of concerns at that point. There's a reason people put dice in their mouth at my games. If Whoop. you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. Please explain. Drugs. Wieners don't do drugs, Simmy. Um. I'm pretty sure history doesn't bear that one out at all. <laughs> Big Pharma's like, yeah, you, yeah, no, no, but yeah, you, you know what was big at a, back in the day? Jazz music. You know what was also big at the same time? Drugs. Jazz music, just jazz music, and nothing but jazz music. <laughs> you know what got worse when drugs were taken away? Jazz music. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna push back, but uh, yeah, anything after the the early '60s, it's like no, no, no. Eh, some good time. stuff out there, but it's just, it's just not as out there. It's just not as out there as it was. Once. Well, I don't, I don't like experimental jazz. I'd rather have something that has sort of a structure. Like I don't mind if they're gonna have jam sessions or whatnot, like Dave Brubeck band or Chet Baker when, when they're doing a bit of you know, just sort of playing within the music. But what I don't like is when you get those ones where there's utter discordancy and it's like each member of the band is doing their own thing. 
it's like there has to be sort of a structure to the lack of structure in jazz. It's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can go along with that. In a closed setting where you're not doing it for other people, experimental jazz sure. and experimental anything, improvisational music is so much fun to be part of. Yeah, yeah. But you have to be either a well-established group to be able to pull it off for the public. Yes. Or you have to have some kind of structure. There's just... Yeah, like... You can't just get people together and just be like, hey, uh, improvise something. Yeah. We'll start off yeah, horrible, yeah. and eventually they'll sync up, but oof. Apparently that yeah, works and for I don't want, though. I, I don't want musicians <laughs> to not uh, experiment. Like, by all means, experiment, but just when you're actually doing something for the listening public, it needs to have a bit a bit more polish or a bit more practice to it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlike our podcast, I think, as Belogan was trying to say, those those can be experimental all the time, right? Exactly. <laughs> Who needs a plan? Well, I, this is polished. This I thought we this was it. I thought we had really achieved something here. And now, Belogan, you're just coming in here and kicking the chair out from under me while I'm... Belogan, you're belowing it. <laughs> I see what you did there. Ho-ho! High five myself. A nerd can't leave a high five hanging. That's Even if it's your own and there's no one around you, you're like, oh, well, I guess, I guess I've committed to this now. I, I will do that around my friends. Well, pe- around people that I hang out with. If, if I go for a high five and they don't give me the high five, I will follow them around with my hand up until they give it to me. Or until they can, someone else does. I out just of need a high five, man. I just need once. I just need to high five to get me through the weekend. That's all. <laughs> and they're like, "Why don't you just? Why don't you just put your arm down?" I'm like, "Well, I could, but that's a quitter talk. And I don't. I don't <laughs> that's engage in defeat. quitter talk. <laughs> I'm gonna make this so awkward that someone's gonna high five me. That's what's gonna happen here. You just keep the hand up there, the the big expectant smile with the wide eyes, nodding like, huh." Huh? Yeah, huh? yeah. Huh? Point at the hand. <laughs> if it goes on too long, you make the joke again. Maybe like, you didn't hear any me. Of the huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Maybe you didn't hear me. <laughs> I said below me. Ah! Just give him the high five already. People are looking at us funny. <laughs> Peer pressure is there a wonderful go. thing there to you use. Go. <laughs> Run along now. You got your high five. You go run and play. But this is a podcast where we um, review Yu-Gi-Oh. No, that's something else. Sorry, that was last hour. Hold on, hold on. yeah, that was that was something else. Um, that's RPGX Radio After Dark. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys can't hear what's on After Dark, literally, because we're not allowed to show it to you. It's all Yu-Gi-Oh and jazz music. <laughs> Tell me about blue-eyed dragons. <laughs> Oh my Heart goodness! That would be an awesome yeah. podcast. I need this now, like a five-minute daily, like. <laughs> There's the curse of ideas for you, huh? There's the curse of ideas. Now that's stuck in your head, and you're gonna, you're not going to be able to get rid of it till you do it. Except that you have the voice I need for this, so you're in it too now. Well, crap! <laughs> <laughs> You've messed yourself up, man. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> but I think before we actually get to our subject matter, which is Outplay 2020, we are going to do something that we always do, which is get right to the point. Yes, what we are renowned for. 
Yes, it no is. No beating is around the bush. Direct to the heart of the matter. does nothing if not slice right to the heart of what makes this podcast great. Hard-hitting journalism. This is... Or something. We're in the, the 20s or 30s of number of podcasts now. Are we? That that we have put out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're up there. So you're saying there or, are... Thir- no, wait. There are th- Am I crazy? Am I thinking of something else? I thought we were up there. Um, I think we're at 28. No? Now we all have to go look. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, Outplay started number 30. So we're in the 30s right now. Yeah, which is, you know, pretty pretty much an, a great accomplishment. Like, some so of we've those done were... It. We, we get a, with some kind of participation award for that, right? Well, the parties we get we a party? We haven't put out... You and I haven't put out 30. <laughs> that, that includes the <laughs> seven that were already <laughs> I there. I was just going to leave it at you and I haven't put out, and I was going to say, well, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> That's after after our PGA our PGX radio after after dark early light <laughs> darkest before the dawn <laughs> still before the poop cast though oh everything is before the poop cast <laughs> everything at the heat death of the universe when that is done there will still be one more thing before the poop cast okay I'm going to get my wrist slapped so hard after this. Birch is going to be like, Belligan, we sent you over there to keep on topic. What were you doing? <laughs> why Why did you let them do this? Why did you contribute to this? Exactly. All I know is when once, once you know, we're recording this in the distant past, of course, but. Distant past. By the time this comes out, I'm sure the pandemic will be a matter of history and no longer a going concern. And I'm absolutely going to make some kind of efforts to to go and meet with Birch because we live in the same town. <laughs> and I will incriminate him on the podcast. And then we'll see. We'll see how he manages, how he holds up against the two of us and our combined lack of focus. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if you can't loop me in on that, just give me his audio. He'll he'll sound horrible by the end. Come on. You know, it's <laughs> all cut out of place there. <laughs> Simi and King Monkey are the best. <laughs> was that someone else's voice? <laughs> it's just straight up Simi's voice. I'm not even... <laughs> Never done that joke before. <laughs> first time for everything. Hey, speaking and of all first times. Speaking all of first. Say, right to the point. Yeah, getting right to the point for the first time. <laughs> what if we did we... like a, a challenge where... Someone came up with a random verb of the week. Hey, we could even name it in honor of it's a verb. You know, the site user, it's a verb. That's interesting. I have this random generator, but it's got... What the? It's got random lottery numbers, random cards, coin flip, rolling dice, integers, prime numbers. Oh, I guess there are verbs here as well. Maybe we should just do it's a verb's random prime number of the week. Random hex color of the week? (laughs) Yes. What color is it's a verb? <laughs> Find out right now. What color is it's Random a verb? Random hexadema- hexadecimal colors. Mm-hmm. Oh, it gave me a bunch of them. Why not? I just want one. Yeah, we only need one. Crap. Um, someone roll a d16. <laughs> one. I got a natural one. All right. So the random color for it's a verb is... Pound three three six six foxtrot foxtrot. Yeah, no, that's totally his color for sure, for sure. <laughs> what was that color? Pound 
three three six six foxtrot foxtrot. Fox That's a nice shade. It's a nice shade of blue, yeah. I wasn't going to say blue. I was just going to say the nice shade and describe it without oh. actually ever referring to it. But thanks for ruining oh. the joke, though, Timmy. Hey, hey, you hey. You ever heard of a thing called editing? Oh, no, you haven't, because I nope. knew it all. <laughs> I've never heard of it. All I know is I talk into a can, words happen. Next thing you know, I'm a dollar air. <laughs> dollar air. Wait, you got a dollar? Yeah. The podcast people gave me a dollar. You didn't get what, your dollar yet? Stop. Well, they weren't they, they weren't specifically clear with what they were asking. They just came by and gave me a dollar. Some hand gestures were involved. Lorem Ipsum generator? Beer Lorem Ipsum generator? Horror Lorem Ipsum generator? On the farm. On the the fa- ocean creature. On the farm Ipsum generator. Wait, no, no. Morse code. <laughs> I want to see this one. It's a verbs random Morse code of the week. Tired of boring old Lorem Ipsum generators and regular old text fillers? Boy, am I. <laughs> this generator will create paragraphs of dummy text <laughs> to use in your layouts, but instead of text, it's in Morse code. <laughs> Simply choose the number of paragraphs you wish I don't to generate know that that's and copy more useful or... them into your layout. <laughs> I would say that's actually yet less useful because then you don't even see the typeface or how the appearance <laughs> of regular letters is going to look. This is great. I got to look at these other ones. What is horror one? <laughs> so while he's looking at random generators, I was just saying like. Every animal in D&D probably poops as long as it's a living thing, right? Not spirits and not elementals, for example. Oh, then again, maybe. Do you think elementals poop? No, definitely not. Like you don't think huh. earth golems walking around just no, no. pops out a little bit of sand? No, nope. no, you're wrong. Oh, so they just took they just took horror words and randomly configured them. So like the first sentence here is flames at crazy slicing with murder gore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm with you so far. <laughs> And it ends with eyeball cat silent, morbid in a dam. Morbid in a dam. <laughs> morbid in a dam. <laughs> eyeball cat silent, morbid in a dam. Eyeball cat silent, morbid in a dam. Eyeball cat silent, morbid in a dam. Flames well, a crazy slicing with murder gore. Pretty sure that's a Shadowrun adventure right there. <laughs> what did you think we were going to lay off of you? You Shadowrun players? <laughs> you Did knew you what think you signed up once for. <laughs> we weren't going to give you completely unwarranted scorn and abuse? Unwarranted? I think it's pretty much warranted. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I have genuinely no familiarity with Shadowrun, but I'm happy to maintain I... my ignorance if it allows me to continue with the mockery unabated. So our random verb this mm-hmm. week is rock. Sharif don't like it. Rock the Casbah. I don't know what you just said. I just felt inspired to come up with some totally original poetry on my own. <laughs> and that's just sort of I, what came out. Oh, I think I just had an aneurysm from that. Oh, man. Is this what a brain aneurysm feels like? Uh, let me see. Yep. Yes. Anybody else yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely feels like an, am- am- an aneurysm. Aneurysm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're having a stroke. I'm having an aneurysm. But Logan, you're, gonna, you're on your own. You know, when you're trying to say a word and it comes out wrong three times, just go. Just go with whatever's coming out, because that's what you got. (laughs) An aminorism. So why don't you, Logan, give us something, because King Monkey is obviously going to be worthless here. (laughs) Well, rock I think of as a noun, but if we're talking about a verb. Yep, verb. Peter the Druid rocked his noggin when he stood up and slammed into the overhead cupboard. Oh, ooh, spicy use. And, once again, a druid. 
I told Peter you, the, the only thing I know how to play is druids. <laughs> yeah. So is well, Peter I'm related? Glad you have... Is Peter related to Frank? <laughs> no. There's <laughs> Peter. There's Frank. There's David. Fra- Frank there's is Peter's accountant. <laughs> Henry, the druid. Pete's druid, and Frank the accountant. <laughs> well, we've been talking about. Outplay 2020. Outplay which is, 2020. Oh, yeah. Which is why we have oh, yeah. our resident druid expert, Mr. Penhagen, here to help us with that. And help you need. And we are, we are down to the very end of Outplay. And in this, this atypically laser-focused series of episodes, we've gotten an inside look at what it means to be Outplay in all aspects. Because we've heard from player, we've heard from outsider we've heard from king monkey we've heard from important people just you know every facet you can to view into this thing and so now we're just we're going to talk about the final round which is a different final round than we've had in the past correct mr b yes that's very true so round four is the pure role play round all mechanics are out the window that's handy for when we do a Nexus round and combined various systems with different rule sets and different timelines and settings. Uh, I had a personal reason why I did not want to have uh, the D&D characters in the same room as the Shadowrun characters. I had experienced that as a player in 2015 and said, no, we're not doing it. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, we had the precedent sent from the Mega Dungeon that we can have more than one champion. So I made the executive decision that we're going to keep them separate. And we'll have two champions, one from the Shadowrun group and one from the D&D group. <laughs> and that is that is why you get into a position of power, people. Because then you make the call on something like that and no one can question you. Oh, they question you. And if they do, they, do question they can question you. <laughs> and you, you can just say, because I'm I in said charge, so. biatch. <laughs> Because the rules. Because the rules. Just leave that as your only shield. So, what was your experience in 2015 that made it such a a instant and certain no for you? Yeah, it was pretty traumatic. I mean, as a player, everything's traumatic, right? So I had my my character, and as you can guess, he was a druid. Uh, Ivan Krakow. I was so surprised. A druid? Really? (laughs) Yeah. Do you even know anything about druids? A little bit. A little bit. Maybe not much else. But uh, yeah, we had the Nexus round, and and as a player, it just seemed like this character that could pull on all kinds of pop culture references and everything else in this re-role-playing round was just inherently so much more interesting than all of his fantasy characters. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, how am I supposed to compete with that? Druid pop culture references. Well, I'm going to tell you, you need to listen to next month, because I'm pretty sure next month is where I talked about the medieval cover style covers of pop songs and let me tell you you can make pop culture reference i did it i used i actually used one before i knew bardcore existed and i used uh what's it called oh crap what's it called thunderstruck Thunderstruck. i used thunderstruck (laughs) as as an entrance music for one of my bards ones and i was like this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever come up with, but this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's petty, but it's my story. And I'm going to stick to it for the fun of it. <laughs> that. That's right. Look, you guys had your rounds. I want to have some fun here, too. Yeah, exactly. Plus, the players never, never complain about having more winners. Yeah, that's true. 
it's it's more people to be tagged as 2020 virus champions. We all want those. We all want those fancy badges for yeah, exactly. sure. Yep. Speaking of badges, I'm looking at uh, Mr. B-Word's badges. He's got Hall of Fame DM 2017 mm-hmm. and Ooh. Good People, which I'm I'm fancy. pretty I'm pretty sure <laughs> that one should not exist. <laughs> good People. Yeah, that one uh, exists explicitly for the new player solo game DMs. Okay. <laughs> I keep joking that that's how I, I got mine. At least. Ju- I keep joking <laughs> that I just want a badge that says badge. A badge badge? No, just just badge. Yeah, a badge badge. Yeah, yeah. Just so I don't feel badge, left badge, out. Badge 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 badge. Badge is the wedge. <laughs> right. I lost track somewhere. You, you, had, you had to go there with it, didn't you? Jeez. Yes, God. But badge 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 badge. Can we just do the rest of the podcast as the badgers badger badger song? Snake, it's a snake. Oh, no. Like, I'm pretty sure if we just attribute it, we can do that, right? The, the first time I ever saw asking. that, the first time I ever <laughs> saw it, it literally locked my computer down, and I could not do anything. I had nice. to unplug my laptop and let it die, because I couldn't shut it, I couldn't do anything. I was like, I can never, I, I, I can never open that again in my life. One-time experience. All the more sweet for it. It's your traumatic event. You'll always remember. Yeah. That, that, that is <laughs> yeah. how PCs are made right there. That's how Shouter on PC comes to be, right? What's it's that? Your parents, turned on me. your parents were killed by magical cyborgs? Let me tell you about the one time the Badger song wouldn't stop playing on my laptop. <laughs> the Badger song ruined a Saturday afternoon for me. I still can't eat mushrooms to this day. I, I never could, but I, cause I hate them. They're gross. And they weren't slimy, my favorite but, food, for sure. But today, even now, I cannot. And that song talks about mushrooms. I don't even want to get into snakes. <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> right laser on track, focused. laser focus. <laughs> Somehow we got the Toy Story eventually. <laughs> yeah. So... Tell us more about round four, Belogan. <laughs> hey, we All should right. talk about outplay. It seems like yeah. a good idea. Yeah, okay. Well, that's why I'm here. So let's let's do that. <laughs> yeah, round four was our free role play round. And the story was we finished up the, uh, what was the last round? The skills challenge. And we had all the players go to the headquarters for the Crossing Companions Adventuring Guild to get their badges. So the first two people called in were those who uh, did not continue from round three. And they each got a a little pendant or badge saying that they had made it into the Adventuring Guild. And then, before the last two, sitting there in the hall, we got called in. All of the sponsors came in and they heard some yelling and arguing in the office uh, that something was wrong. And then they were both called in at the same time and they were presented a scenario where there was only one badge on the table to be given away. And then it was brought up that some of the scorecards had been altered. Somebody had cheated and they were really disappointed and needed to figure it out. So that was our setup for round four. And and neither of the players had actively cheated, but there was cheating involved. Funny enough, the Shadowrun group, using Doug as their sponsor, both cheated. Oh. <laughs> By the rules, but they did technically cheat. <laughs> oh, 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 cheated just in general, not cheated and got their scorecards changed. Yeah, but, yeah. But completely, okay. completely as an aside, is there a way to cheat and get your scorecard changed? 
Apparently is there a there way was. to cheat out play? Is what I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking for <laughs> yeah, a friend. Yeah, for future rounds, no, absolutely not. He'll be slapped on the wrist and tossed out for any attempt uh, to to do so. What if I were to offer you five crisp dollars, my no, friend? No, 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 no. <laughs> but you could use those five dollars to go on Fiverr and find someone to write a post for you. You could do that. Yeah, yeah I'll save it to the end of the year, and I'll use that towards my community support donation. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offer that service next year. Hey, everybody, just so you know, I'm on Fiverr. I'd offer creative writing for anyone who is interested for just $5. For, exclu- no for exclusively Outplay. outplay. <laughs> no, no relation to Outplay. Just during the span that happens to include Outplay, I'm offering this. And, and it's completely untraceable, and you get to count the work as your own. I was going to say, there'll be just enough spelling errors to definitely link it back to me. <laughs> exactly. Don't worry, I use Grammarly as well as Belogan, so it will sound authentic. <laughs> Your charisma check is perfect. Anyway, more. what was else going on in this round? So after they were caught cheating, and they had to resolve it, so how did that, yes. how did that work out, and how did the players respond? So this round, for us as judges, left us scrambling uh, and organizers more than more than any other round because we had this scenario in our head where obviously neither one cheated, and <laughs> but they were going to try to throw enough suspicion to make them think that maybe the other person did. So that was their goal: is to convince the judges that the other person was the one that cheated. Exactly, exactly. Now for the D and D group behind the scenes, what the story was is that the sponsors knew they hadn't cheated. They were just setting this up as a test. They wanted to see who was going to take you know, a commanding leadership role, and they would be the, the captain of the new uh, adventuring group in the Crossing Companions Adventuring Guild. So they knew it was a setup, but they're going to try to throw enough shade to keep it interesting, and, and it was pretty similar for, for, Shout Run, for Shadowrun. Uh, and we had it mapped out where we could take five days to do this. And by about day two, we realized this isn't going to work. Our players have figured out what's going on already. <laughs> we need to change plans <laughs> to keep it interesting. Well, that's actually an interesting thing where the players metagaming, they would probably assume that there is no way that they could feasibly cheat as players. Therefore, they would know that the scenario only exists within the game. Right. And in game, their character sniffed it out as, wait, is this some kind of test? Everything's been a test. Did you guys set this up? <laughs> so like, then right. let, me a- let me ask you, do you think that there is a means in which you would actually conspire with a player to have them be a cheater like in order to add the weight if you were going to do this kind of scenario again do you think there's a way that you could actually take say a player who didn't pass one of the previous round and let them know that okay you've sort of flunked out but as a wild card thing we're going to let pull you in as the cheater yeah like you were all on a spaceship for example and you told one of the players that you're an imposter right right <laughs> Well, I mean, because, <coughs> sorry, I know in regular games, <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm choking. <coughs> Die! <coughs> Simi, <coughs> let go of the voodoo doll! <coughs> <laughs> I know in regular D&D, outside of Outplay, certain aspects of metagaming can be fun. Like in my in-real-life game, I've got, I've spoken with one of the players from early on, and I offered her the chance to have her character. They've just met and defeated a mummy queen. But all along, the plan has been that she is going to be possessed by the Mummy Queen. Mm-hmm. And from now on, as for the rest of the adventure, she's no longer the thief, the half-orc thief. She is the Mummy Queen in that body. 
Do you yeah. think there's ever a means by uh, by which you would conspire with a player, probably chosen from the pool of people who have not gone on or not going to win, in order to have them sort of play an antagonist? <laughs> yeah, that's a great conversation to have with someone. We know you're not going to win, so we're gonna we're gonna make you be the antagonist here by by default. Um, but then they get a special uh, bad guy of the of the of outplay, bad boys or bad girls of outplay badge. <laughs> right you can make it you'd sound have to like you'd have to like run that from the very start um i would i would hesitate to do that just thinking about the mechanic side of it in the sense of trying to create a play level of filled for everybody and if you've got someone in there that's a plant you're kind of ruling out a spot for somebody who generally probably should have made it so i would i would hesitate to do so an out play and if it happens in future years it's definitely not because you've mentioned it here today <laughs> Definitely because he my lawyers are already on the, the job. We'll say my we stole it from somewhere, but we don't know where. I don't know somebody, just some guy. No, I definitely never heard yeah. of this before, and and came up to it on my own. What we have a podcast on the website? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Wait, there's a website? Oh. <laughs> I thought this was all in my head. I just mail my entries in, and I get a handwritten mail copy back, and judge what's going on there. It's pretty easy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Play by post. <laughs> so to to get back to the twist that, that we threw in, outplay. <laughs> I think we're still talking about that. Outplay. Oh yeah, yeah. We're talking outplay. about outplay. We are. We Next are. year, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. So we. Run it, you've already agreed to run it again. Cool. Maybe. <laughs> I haven't agreed to anything yet, but there's some ideas floating around. So we the the uh, the spur of the moment plot twist was okay. The sponsors didn't set this up. There's a third party out there who set this up, whose goal is to infiltrate the uh, Crossing Companions and get rid of all their leadership in one fell stroke, since they're all going to be in this small room together without a lot of people there. And so we had one of the witnesses supposedly get pulled in uh, on the the D and D side, and the guard that pulled him in had. Uh, basically assassinated the guy and then used some magic that froze all of the sponsors and that and then realized, oh, there's more people in this room than we thought. And then he's got to deal with just the, the two players left uh, to see can they can they stall long enough for this you know whole person type spell to wear off or not. The Shadowrun group did something very similar where someone hacked in and uh, fried the brains of Doug and everything kind of kind of turned to crap there. <laughs> Even the players decide what are they going to do with it. And, uh, you know, very true to their roles, the uh, the D&D characters wanted to be heroes and try to stick it out and fight their way through, whereas the Shadowrun players both decided to cut their losses and make a run for it. <laughs> it's probably the we more realistic We must save them. Option. We must get the heck out of here. It's like, this isn't worth it. I'm out of here. <laughs> we must save ourselves. <laughs> oh, Shadowrun, why are you so horrible? <laughs> Just, yeah. Yeah, it was it was funny because I was I was chatting with Inveros about it. I'm like, all right, I need to do this. This is what I'm thinking. And Inveros like, okay, you could do something like that. And then the next day, he's like, crap, I'm gonna have to do the same thing. <laughs> We've got the same problem here. <laughs> I'm gonna use your idea, and it'll look like we planned it from the start, and it was all intentional. <laughs> <laughs> That's always how it goes. You, you come up with a good idea later, and you make sure you weave it into how it worked out all along to be this way. <laughs> right, a twist. <laughs> And in in the end, it worked out. It it proved a, a good way for us to uh, showcase, you know, which of the two characters remaining in each bracket was going to have the the most positive impact in the story. Uh, in a way that we were trying to keep mechanics out of as much as possible, it kind of turned in the D and D side a little bit into combat. That 
uh, I wish we could have avoided because then the players start thinking about it like combat and think, okay, this is what I can do in a round of actions. I'm like, no, it's it's mechanics free. Just give us a narrative of how you treat it. Um, right. I think that's that's probably the upside to having the universe crossing aspect of it. You can't really bring mechanics in because everyone's mechanics are a little different. Yeah. And they still try, right? Like, oh, I'm going to try well, this role. Of course. And you can interpret what it means for someone in another system. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's an interesting question, and, and since it didn't end up going this way, maybe you can you can actually answer it. Like, if one person had advocated, I didn't cheat, and I didn't observe any cheating, but the other person decided to try and throw the, them under the bus, and was like, oh, no, no, I definitely saw this, how would you have played that out? Because obviously you know no one cheated, but mm-hmm. you have two different kind of versions of what a leader is. It just depends on what a, a group is looking for. How would you have decided it was there a plan for something like that well yeah yeah because uh, you know from from the D perspective the the uh, head of the guild sir ethan was looking for who's going to take the leadership role and who's got the right qualities for that and if someone buys in deception and tries to throw the other person under the bus to further their their own gain that's probably not the person you want as as the leader so that actually would have been a pretty easy scenario to handle um we had one okay. player who just said look i know neither of us cheated if you really think this is the case i don't want to be part of it and i'll leave <laughs> so we kind of took the opposite <laughs> you can throw me under the bus <laughs> type response screw you guys i'm going home right <laughs> and if they had both thrown each other under the bus how would that have played out probably pretty poorly for both of them they would have gotten run right over <laughs> in that scenario so so was there a possibility that neither of them would be elected the winner i mean we'd still have a winner of the competition at the end of the day based on uh who who uh, liked, uh, you know, from the judges voting, you know, who, who did a better job of throwing the other one under the bus, probably. <laughs> My guess how they would have voted. So regardless the outcome of the story, it's the outcome in the, of the game in the judges' minds that, uh, uh, yes. that really is more important. Though. That's going to pick the winner, yeah. yeah. Even if they lost, even if they died, they might still continue on and win, right, if, if the judges like them the best. Is it possible that... Have you ever heard of a, an outplay tie? Is it possible to have a tie? We have, in all of these competitions, we have a way to handle tie breaks. And that's either by having another judge vote who hadn't before or having the organizer DM make the final call in a tie-breaking situation. But we have uh, a process in place to handle that. No overtime and outplay. No overtime. <laughs> you don't want to go on for another week? No. Overtime for one more week. no i don't know if we can handle I mean, by the end of it it's it's so draining for everybody involved on both ends um that you know i've seen players that have won it be so drained that they take a hiatus from the site for a while um organizers <laughs> like i'm not doing it next year sometimes they do but. yeah and i hear birch is stingy with overtime paid in the first place for the reds pretty much yeah, oh, yeah. i he I just like ron salary I heard he's happy to throw a four times pay on on Sorry. overtime. Like no. Problem. Does that mean heard... that Birch has his favorite uh, Reds that he pays overtime to, and the other ones that he tries to stiff out of it? We we talk oh, about man. it, but we're all on salary. You get paid the same whether you work two minutes or eighty hours. <laughs> so what you're saying is there's no incentive to put in eighty hours. Yes. Is that what you are saying, Logan? <laughs> Those were the words that we heard come out of your mouth. Other correct? than your own love of the game, there's not a reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I, I'm supposed to love what's going on here? Oh, yeah. Oh. I forgot that I love the game. Shoot. Huh. That's how we hook you. <laughs> <laughs> First one's free. 
That doesn't that doesn't work in every profession, let me tell you. It doesn't work for role playing games. These books are expensive. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Especially the new Sentinel Comics game, which I am super excited about. Yeah. But I bought the So that's gonna be Sentinel Comics is gonna be the twenty twenty one outplay is what I'm hearing you propose then, right? No, no, because that's not free. I, I, I proposed a free, simpler system that everyone has to learn fresh. The RPGX specific, like a unique role play? Would you generate the RPGX RPG? I, I don't know how they're going to do it. I There's there's things like the, we've talked about the, the one-page RPGs, or like the 200-word RPGs that are all free and open for use for the public, and Almost no one knows about them, and there's so many on there, no one knows all of them. So the odds of people having any of it memorized are minuscule. Like, even if you pick the a winner, like Mechanical Oryx that we reviewed, like the odds of you knowing how to game the system are just so nil that everyone starts at the same level. So it much. seems to me that we're all dancing around the obvious solution of just choose Tune. Tune is not free, though. Tune is not free, but it is absolutely a worthwhile investment <laughs> you want Wait, to talk was it all tune it always has been it was, <laughs> the real tune was inside us all along whoa wait a minute i think that i think that was part of the plot of uber frame roger rabbit wasn't it no of cool world any last thoughts about outplay any last about, words belogan <laughs> like your your overall thoughts on it or things you might want to do next year things you like didn't like or I something you want us to send along to your family after you're gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Final words. <laughs> so there's there's one huge, huge lesson takeaway that we all got from Outplay this year. And that's all the time we got. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, all right. So the, the big lesson we got this year that we, we learned is that doing announcements is not enough. We need to have the banner telling people the event is starting to get their attention. People apparently don't read the announcements. Oh, yeah. No, I did, until I started doing this podcast, I honestly didn't know about the announcements folder. And I've been on the site since 2011. Are you like on the homepage with the mobile outline or something? <laughs> no, I only go to my account page. So uh, I never a lot of people, see... Yeah. A lot of people go to the user landing pad to just jump straight to their stuff. All right, life hack. Go to the homepage. See what's going on. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did. I stay off the homepage because every time I look at it, it just seems super busy. I know that on the Discord, I had suggested that there be one persistent frame on the homepage with just a hyperlinked headline for each of the current uh, news items, if you will, rather than a separate frame for each, um, for, you know, for each current event. Just have one thing with just just a quick hot link to each. Anyway, that's that's for other people to decide, not us. We're here to talk about outplay, not about <laughs> fixing the site. Not about fixing the site that sucks. No. I mean, whatever. My gosh, Simi! <laughs> after all the money Birch pays you for this podcast, and you you're know what? just the gonna... check didn't clear this month, so <laughs> I get to say what I want now. And screw that guy. <laughs> Until the, until the check clears, you get nothing good, Birched. Mind you, the moment the check clears, oh, you are just a saint among men. Oh, Couldn't yeah. Be I will, I will work gladly pu- publish a retraction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, no we big will, deal. We will eat our words with glee. Yeah, I, I, will, I won't even microwave them or add any spices. I'll eat them raw. Just 
happy to happy to be of paid service. I will gladly choke on my own words. <laughs> but I think that's that that covers about all of outplay, right? Anything else? I don't know. We could announce you, the winners. Um, I, do you think that's do you think that's important? Like, it doesn't seem like anything that matters. Is I mean, it really? Right? Aren't they all winners in their own right, though? It was in the <laughs> announcement, so obviously nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. You got us there. <laughs> yep. You win this round. Since you brought it up, you have to do it. Why don't you tell us who won Outplay this year? <laughs> all right. From the D&D bracket, we have our winner was Piano Man 90 playing Shuguro. And Woo! Shadowrun, our champion was Ungain- Ungainly Fool playing Bonus. Yeah! I do have to point out that in the announcement of the final judgments, we have R. Hyber as Ginnifer and Piano Man 90, period. Not his, not their character listed, but Ungainly Fool and Blackfire both have their character listed. So, just saying, you kind of treated one of your winners real bad here, and you should feel bad, and I think you should revoke your good people badge. <laughs> just people. Just, just a people badge now. <laughs> put an X through it and just put people. <laughs> Oh, I only feel bad about my uh, mistakes and typos until I can make fun of it, yeah. which isn't very long. Yeah. I, I'm kind of feeling like I missed an opportunity here to make the entire Outplay series about the mistakes that you personally made since we had you here. There were quite that'll a few. Be in a, that'll be in our end of year <laughs> retrospective for the yeah. website. Yeah. It'll just be an entire 22 minutes of mistakes Belogan personally has made. Remember that time that Belogan wrote Charisma? <laughs> oh, we laughed. <laughs> Oh, we laughed. <laughs> Add it to the list of ideas for our 22-minute digression episodes. <laughs> Noticing mistakes Belogan has made. <laughs> it's 22 minutes of Belogan comments. <laughs> I mean, I feel like people are going to eat that up. Yeah, there'd be more than 22 minutes worth <laughs> of content there. Part, we'll, we'll part three in the series. Yeah. <laughs> On for the third straight month, Belogan mistakes. We are about to the quarterway point of the halfway point. <laughs> one quarter of one half. Yep. Now I you're challenging my math skills, though. I'm I'm not happy about that. Yeah, it's after five. I don't do math anymore in my head. <laughs> I didn't come to role-playing games to do math, okay? That's why I like fifth edition. It's <laughs> <laughs> so one of the big takeaways I- I'm hearing, though, is... Either check the homepage regularly, or at least go into the forums, mm-hmm. and at the very top, go into announcements. Because there could there's stuff in there that you may miss. There are things going on all the time between events, post of the month, Iron DM going on now, explosive uh, Hall runes. of Fame, Explosive Runes. Yeah, we don't care about Explosive Runes. Easter egg hunts, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then KM wrote Dracula. Because <laughs> that bit will never get old to me. <laughs> as long as I make one person laugh, I don't care about the rest of you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this this podcast has been awesome just for me personally because I thought I knew the site pretty well, and I've learned more about the site as we've gone along. And that's pretty great that there's still more to learn, and there is so much available on the site itself. But yeah, like if it's something important, I definitely think it should rate a banner ad. I'd be interested. We'll have to. Hopefully, when things settle down in the, you know, clearly present day, whenever the present when, the, day. when the when the virus is all taken care of, the pandemic's mm-hmm. over, yeah. everyone's calm, happy, 
and taking care of one another. And things are in every way normal. Well, no, sure. no, I, I just said that, that everyone's calm, happy, and taking care of each other, so we're not oh, okay. normal. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> in a very shocking turn of events, people turned out to be okay. <laughs> Who expected it? Not me. Surprising everyone, evil rolled a one. <laughs> Here we yeah. are. No, no, one we... Had, no one had contingencies for this. We still find out new things on the site, though. I think it was just a couple weeks ago I learned about the uh, Alt-S and Alt-X shortcut keys. What do those do? In your post, that is uh, the quick key for uh, post reply or go into advanced off your keyboard. Oh. If you hover over the post quick reply or go advanced, you'll see that in the tooltip. I have to figure out what happened. I used to be able to control B to bold things and stuff like that, but it stopped working all of a sudden. I think that's a I... Firefox or a browser thing. Oh, is it browser specific? No, I mean like in my post, it would shortcut to put oh, in okay. the text tool, the what is it called, code okay. for it. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't do that anymore. I'm pretty sure why. that's a browser thing. Hmm. Leave Birched alone, man. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's what I was saying. I'd, I'd be interested when when we can finally talk to Birched and, and figure out like what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> what is it? Why? <laughs> what up with that? What up with that? But no, how how he decides what is worth a banner and what's not, and maybe not worth it, but like how he decides what is what goes in a banner and what is just going as an announcement. Because yeah, I mean, I never would have thought to look at announcements until I started doing this podcast for anything. Because I I remember we got banner ads for the first two months, and then all of a sudden nothing, and I'm like, hey, where the heck? We are working hard here. I want to see my name on the front page. Simmy's all about that front page life. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to be splayed across the entire front page. Simmy's yeah. all about being splayed. All he ever Wait. talks about is splayed. Wait. Wait. I think I may have said that wrong. Nope. Never mind. I'm good. Well, all good. <laughs> but with all that out of the way, it's time for Adventure Assemble! Adventure, why don't you assemble over here? Adventure, bring your friends from far and near. Adventures, we'll roll a dice, we'll smell like mice, everything will be fine. So beautiful, Abateer. <laughs> Timmy just uh, Simmy just has tears because it was awful. But hey, I didn't say that. No, the, the, but but I can see you clearly on the feed from our four D, <laughs> our four D, four D. I meant the four K HD. Not the 4D camera is only for our for certain subscribers. Once you reach a certain level in our Kickstarter, then you get the four-dimensional podcast. Sorry, have I said too much already? <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't actually announce a Patreon here, man. Come on, <laughs> we have to we have to low key insert it that way. That I'm way just saying, if you lurk, if you look for 4D podcast RPGX Radio, well, you'll probably find something worth looking if at. If you if you're if you're just randomly banging on the keyboard and the words patreon.com slash four DRPGX crossing radio comes in there, like what? what you might find something wow. that's you know 
Who it's like knew? the monkeys in Shakespeare, right? <laughs> monkeys wrote Shakespeare? Yeah. Didn't you know that? Well, you'd think I would you'd think that would have been included in the monkey curriculum in monkey school, but Yeah, come on, how did you of all people, King of the Monkeys, not know this? Yeah, I was chosen because I was able to beat the previous king in combat. <laughs> Ooby doo. <laughs> no history checks involved. No. No. <laughs> Oh, stay out of politics, folks. Stay out of politics. That's just that's just the way it is, yeah. right? Monkeyvania is a phytocratic system. <laughs> yeah, your 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 portmanteaus are, are pretty special there, King Monkey. Scorpitars and phytocratic. So, last time we discovered that in between the broken lands and the poison marsh is this cave system where a group of doppelgangers live, lived, and were trying to infiltrate the wider world to create a place for themselves. Or so we thought, because in their quest to implant themselves into various parts of the world, they took a child who turned out to also be a doppelganger from a family who had no clue they were doppelgangers. And furthermore, we find out doppelgangers were created as a side effect of some stupid wizard you know you know when people joke about how a wizard did it well they did. a wizard did it always the case <laughs> never doubt so so we have the elves as these the, the bad elves as these bad guys throughout yeah. all things and now we have a good guy who's almost worse than the bad elves because it was through his machinations that the satellite came to the planet causing all this ruckus he created the first universal schism that brought the techno technocratic virus from x-men over and then Spider-Man also bled into this universe and created the doppelgangers. And and now he is trying to figure out what's going on. He's like, oh, I feel like I'm somehow responsible for this. And maybe I should look into it a bit. Maybe I shouldn't have brought that satellite from the far reaches of space into our world. <laughs> Who could have known that that would have turned out poorly? I All I wanted to do was crash this down into the Earth so that I could personally have access to power that could ultimately force everyone to act appropriately. That's all I wanted to do. What is so wrong with that? I just but wanted to force everyone to be nice and love one another. Or else... What more can you expect from Krolmanite, the gnome wizard? But that's not how we know him for this adventure. We know him as Silitkik Fuzzmix, the potion peddler and snake oil salesman. Joined, joining who, um, King Monkey? Of course we have... Goran Hachismo, the Baker Barbarian. Half Knoll, half Knoll. <laughs> and his ever-present companion, who? It's Frank. -dog. Frank from accounting. <laughs> the halfling <laughs> druid of a bonsai tree. What is... I'm curious, what is druid accounting? Like, I'm, obviously they have an abacus made of seeds, but what are they counting exactly? I think they're just uh, calculating decomposition. <laughs> they're like, they have, they're tracking like a replanting, like reforestation projects and stuff like they're that. They're probably the ones going through your recycling bin and figuring out if you're sorting your stuff correctly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yep, yep. Hey, I, I bet Frank was very uh, unhappy when the poppy fields from early in our, our series were burned down because I'm sure he had those well established, bringing in lots of revenue, 
crisp lines, had a growing cycle. <laughs> I bet you he was none too pleased when someone summoned a satellite from outer space that impacted the world, shattering part of the mantle and disrupting entire ecosystems. That probably wasn't too high on his list of, of, of uh, fine points either. Uh, accountants can handle that. You just add a little extra depreciation for those values and everything <laughs> balances out just fine. <laughs> and, and I don't think there it's were any trees in that area, so no big deal. <laughs> right. It was just grass, and grass grows everywhere. <laughs> but the, 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 the ostensible goal of this group of people, I guess if you want to call him that, is to find this daughter and bring her home. Daughter of Anas the priest, who happens to have the special cookie recipe that Goran's after. Right. Well, and, and the, the, the deeper secret here is that Anas the priest and his daughter are doppelgangers as well, but both groups have had their memory modified with what we think are good intentions, and hope we may have a chance to find that out as a group, May not. We'll, we may end up setting off a horrible genocidal cataclysm here. I never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. It'd be the first time that Edric the Bard didn't help with that, though. <laughs> Pleasantly surprised. He's like, well, I'm glad that the world ending wasn't my fault this time. <laughs> we'll have to do a cutaway at the end if things go horribly wrong to just Edric being like, I feel like I'm in the wrong place. Like, What's going on? I, f- I feel like I should be somewhere else. Anybody else get that feeling? No, better them than me. <laughs> but we have to first track down where this daughter went. So I think that's our first role. We know she was taken away, but we got to find where she went. We've got a druid. We've got a barbarian. Who is taking point on finding where the daughter went? Well, I think that's definitely for Frank the Druid. Um, okay. Frank the Druid is definitely smarter uh, in the ways of nature and therefore mm. in tracking. I mean, he's he's at a loss in the kitchen compared to Goran, of course. Very true. Uh, <laughs> and if nothing else, he can measure the distance between the original steps and then predict where they're going using some ridiculous math nonsense. Yeah, he's got his whatever. spreadsheets and everything. Yeah. <laughs> he has a cantrip, <laughs> summon spreadsheet. <laughs> Where's the greater displacement so, of leaves and branches? Yeah. So why don't you give me a D twenty roll there, Bill Logan, for Frank the Druid's abilities here? Now, All right. Die, which die did you use as well? <laughs> this is my uh, ah. metallic black D twenty, and uh, we we got a crit in that twenty. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. So so he. <laughs> Where is, is she? Oh, she's there. <laughs> he is he is seeing the code behind the matrix <laughs> of accounting druidism and just kind of like I, I imagine it as like this visual thing where he sees a couple of footprints here and there and then he just looks up and you see the like the visualization in his mind's eye where you just kind of see a path and you don't actually see footprints but in his mind, he can see where they are. He's, He's got a see. spreadsheet calculating <laughs> probabilities and distribution <laughs> tables, just indicating where the most likely, uh, like heat maps of where she could have gone. What's the bonsai tree's name? Does it have a name? Uh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> I, I'm also imagining him like pulling it off his back, like, oh, do you, do you see that there, Stewie? You know, oh, oh yeah, oh, you're right. <laughs> Oh, check this out. Okay. It's, it's, okay. Accountants aren't the most imaginative. It's probably something like Greeny. Yes. Twig. 
<laughs> or just bonsai Frank tree. Frank 2.0. Bonsai tree. <laughs> it's Bob the bonsai. Bobsai? Tiny. Bobsai. So Greeny. But, yeah, he's showing Greeny the direction. Yeah, I just fill the movement of the trees. Leaves. They must have gone this way. <laughs> licks his finger, holds it up to the wind, points in the opposite direction of anything that makes sense. But he's right. He's got it. Not gonna lie. Goran suspects man who talks to tree. Not all there upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and so you guys head off and you, you come come up to this kind of cracked land. You, you you maybe know about the the land that's broken further off to one way, and maybe one of you knows about the poison marsh in the other way, and you're kind of seeing the natural meeting here and discover that there's this cave system down there. So you you find where this girl's been taken. And now you gotta you gotta treat with these these doppelgangers. And I think like they're they're a hidden society, right? So I think yeah, there's going to be tension at the beginning. And unfortunately, your go-to diplomancer is Gorin, <laughs> the barbar- Baker Barbarian. Why don't you give us a roll and tell Sit us... Sit back, how that tiny. Was... Gorin has this. <laughs> Maybe not so much with a three, but Gorin, oh, no. Gorin steps forward with unmitigated unwarranted confidence very unwarranted tiny underground people goran brings you gift of cookies from the surface world let us talk about abductees and personal (laughs) privacy restrictions (laughs) i um how do you think they are disguised down there king monkey because they're probably not just sitting around when they know someone's coming, looking like them, the tall, gray, pale selves. What do you think they're disguised as? You know what? I think that they were not expecting someone to come, and they disguised themselves as quite literally the people that they see. So we were, we oh. are now surrounded by Franks and <laughs> Gorons, Gorons and um, Sleet Kick Fuzz Mixes. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of an instinctual thing. They they haven't prepared disguises. Yeah, they did. And, and some of these people have out, never seen surface dwellers, so they just literally like, oh, well, I'll look like you. <laughs> and I, I kind of imagine it as you stand above the, the cracked area, not wanting to venture in, but knowing there's people down there, calling out this challenge, and then a gray hand is what you see, but by the time the head comes up, it looks like one of the three people until you are surrounded by a mass of people that look exactly like all three of you. <laughs> not gonna lie, Gorin did not expect this. <laughs> Gorin also not certain she brought enough cookies. <laughs> so, so... My guess I is that like... they are on a low-carb diet and the offer of cookies was not well-received. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like a good role there would have given you a chance to talk with them. Oh, but you know what? A complete failure. I bet you cookies are it's, like it's, it's like socially unacceptable or even outright forbidden. Cookies are forbidden in the doppelganger realms. Well, perhaps I've, they have I've very restrictive them. diets, and the offer of food is only done between mm. close friends or family. And yeah. so, by offering food, you've ins- you've I, insulted sure. them greatly. So you don't just come need... in here into my home <laughs> offering me cookies. You don't know what I like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Why would exactly. you offer me something that you like if you don't even know me? Because remember, these guys these aren't like your typical D and D doppelgangers. These are these are mutated creatures that created this stable race, but it's still a mutation. So they all have wildly restrictive diets with insane allergies. <laughs> they can only and eat what's space. They are not allergies. <laughs> these cookies are deadly. <laughs> Especially with the berries that have been added into them regularly. Mm. Bonsai berries. You say good berry, they say good God, get it away, berry. <laughs> ah. And I think you have you are you are on the cusp now of of devolving into just an all and out brawl. Your only saving grace here is if you can if you mow down these people, you will then be able to go find the little girl because she doesn't know she's a doppelganger. And so she'll still look like a little girl. Well, you know what? I think at this point it's time for Chromanite to step in and make a roll to see if he can deal with the unwitting offspring of his of his actions. Oh, okay. So, so I think I think on this one, a success means he's able to hide his involvement, but able to use his magic to kind of get through things a little bit more easily but maybe success but a failure, a, maybe success at a cost deals with them but also reveals his uh his complicity in the in the uh, incident give us a roll yeah, let's see I'll, what happens I, okay all right i'm not telling you what kind of die i'm using because i don't do that oh suck it that's a 17 nice success at a cost no <laughs> yeah oh, take a I look at your chart both, sucker you have it's 10 to 17 success. success at a cost and 17 <laughs> to 20. To... <laughs> it's both a success and success at a cost. It's a total success and a success at a cost. <laughs> Completely above board, except for the parts that are. <laughs> how did that, how have we gotten to this far and I've never noticed that I did that? <laughs> well, I'm sure that you weren't expecting me to pay attention. Sounds like something I would I'm, do. All I'm, seeing is, all I'm seeing is success here. I think you're crazy. I think you failed your charisma check. <laughs> Wait, 41 to 10? You can't do that. <laughs> I'll remove your permissions, boy. <laughs> My permissions are on the line. <laughs> so tell me. Okay. Yeah. No, no. I, I, left, so I definitely seven, have that here. With 17, it's a success. So I think that Krolmanite. Oh, my God. That's a terrible name. That is just an <laughs> You have the other one to use if you want. Selitkik Fuzzmix. Selitik. Selitkik. Which is stupid, but gnomishly appropriate. Okay, so all the while concealing his his guilt and complicity in the events that have created the doppelgangers, he is able to use his magic to what? Alter the ingredients so that they are not uh, allerg allergenic um, convince them that the, we mean well what is what is the uh, objective of his uh, his actions here i i think the the objective here was de-escalation and maybe kind of seeing the problem that he's caused for these people he's using the cover of being a potion maker and and cure-all salesman to distribute something that will slowly erode the mental blocks he's put on them giving them a chance to deal with what's going on really and and not have the traumatic instant trauma of what happened to them so so they'll become aware that 
they were other and they've been changed, but they've also got their full memories of what's going on. And it'll also stabilize them so that they can be a little more normal there. I feel like like with that kind of role, he he feels horrible and he wants to to make this right. And that's the only way he can do. He he caused this. He's got to do put it right some way. And so he he sells them this and says, "Just give us back the girl. We just want to return her to her family." And they tell maybe they tell us that uh, you got to understand, she's one of us as well. And that's when it all clicks for him. And he's like, "I think I have something that can help with you, and I can also help them understand and make the transition." So at this point, I feel like King Monkey. You got a role, and Belogan's gonna tell us how that role plays out because now we gotta take the girl home and manage these two factions as they come to realize the horrible thing that's happened to them and decide how they're gonna go forward. So, King Monkey, why don't you give us a role? And Belogan, you're gonna tell us how that that plays out. We'll tell you what the result is if you haven't figured it out already. But so, what am I rolling for to see if we can convince them to release the girl in order to? No, I think they're going to release the girl. I think at this point, the final bit here is to manage the fact that they're going to all slowly get their memories back and have to deal with that and whether that becomes like a race war between them or they they decide oh well you know our way is the right way our way is the right way let's fight over who's the right way or if they're going to be able to coexist or if they're going to be able to even exist at all or, and or just self-destruct themselves like i think there's a lot at, on the stake online here so don't mess up okay like don't fail or do. <laughs> 17. Success Which we've determined <laughs> is both success at a cost and success because of someone's faulty typing. So, Belogan, you, you have, you have a, a success to work with here, but if you want, you can throw a little tweak in there that something goes slightly wrong or something is set up for later. But how do you think a mostly successful thing plays out with these three playing the role here as in between intermediate yeah i think uh given that role uh you know the doppelgangers are happy to hand the princess over um the side effects of uh this antidote for that they were uh sold is that it has heightened their nut allergies so <laughs> stabilized all the randomness stabilized the randomness all their allergies are even more heightened exactly so <laughs> now they can't even go near trees without breaking out in rashes uh, which is terrible <laughs> and it's something that they're going to want revenge for oh okay and and does this play off the same way with the the ones who were hidden and thought they were just regular people or does something different happen with them yeah it's going to be a little bit different the ones who who were hidden and thought they're regular people uh, have the exact opposite so their allergies completely go away. Okay. But they're still a little bit in the so dark as to what's going on. Okay. So they their their memories are coming back slower because they were so fully immersed, but they they have a more complete stabilization of their body. Whereas the ones underground, they, they come to the realization of what happened to them faster and they are stabilized, but they are just deathly allergic to tree nuts. All of them now. Exactly. So it creates a schism, a, a clear line between these two parts of the same race that could ultimately be bad. But we'll have to see how that plays out. Any last thoughts here? Um, I do. Because uh, while okay. you guys were talking, I was rolling on an, an encounter table of my, of my own, a random encounter table. What? What, what 
kind of nonsense is this? And out of nowhere, I rolled the evil elven warlock. (laughs) (laughs) It was a weird thing where it's referring to a chart, and then it said, refer to this chart. Then I rolled on that one and said, refer to that chart. And it bounced me around between five or six charts before landing on the evil elven warlock. Lee, Were you in the AD&D book? This was in the Ruins of Adventure one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leads the party so into tra- an evil trap. The evil elven warlock. Oh. I think, I feel like... The encounter that... tables are definitely leading towards our problem with the elves. They've got to yeah, sort this nonsense kind of, out, man. It's kind of perfect. I think, I think during this kind of back and forth, they are... They've, they've become exposed because... You can't really change and help an entire race without something becoming known, which then caught the ear of our elven overlords, and they they dispatched someone to wipe out the people who know what's going on and take control of the situation. And that elven warlock had cast Alter Self or some kind of enchantment to make itself appear like a like a like a doppelganger. It was actually using their tricks against them. Oh, Ooh. oh. So, so we got to figure out then. What is her deal, man? What is, what is she up to? But so, it says so are she. Are we going to resolve this, or are we just leaving this sit here? It says she leads the party into into an evil trap. Okay, so so we have to we have to see how this ultimately plays out, don't we? So one of the one of the doppelgangers, under the guise of being a friendly guide to lead us safely back to town with the the abducted uh, priest's daughter in fact leads us into a devious elvish trap which Why'd i'm afraid i don't know all right roll, roll to see how we handle this i got a four failure but not total hmm. i think i think the only way that this works out then is like the the evil elven warlock is winning but the only reason is because our our resident wizard who ultimately caused all this Krollmanite has been trying to keep his cover. He managed to keep it all this time. He's like, I don't want to expose myself. And so I think the not total part of this is that he has, he has to reveal himself. He has no choice, right? Right. It, it's either that or let people die for his secret and, and let potentially the entire doppelganger race be subjugated as part of whatever their goals are. The evil elves. Yeah. Those stupid evil elves. <laughs> oh. And so I think... Yeah, I think he has to he has to reveal himself and like he is stupid powerful. I mean, he pulled a satellite down from space. Yeah, he no, that's, that's do this. That's considerable. It just, it just kind of creates an issue because now the elves are aware of his presence, his power level and his activities against them. And and like the doppelgangers have a, mm-hmm. have a chance now to become aware. And now you've got two other people who are in the world and know. So like his mm-hmm. secret is now just gone, and he's going to have to go on the run at this point. Or hunker down and really work on keeping himself secure in the single spot. Yeah, yeah. So I, maybe we'll find out what happens with Krollmanite later. Maybe. And maybe we'll see him again. Maybe he'll come out as a denouement to, to kill Edric when we reach the final. Wait, what? Battle. What? What was what? that? Wait, what did you what? say? I, I, I said maybe we'll see him again before the end. Oh, I, I thought you said something about... I thought you said something about Edric, and it, it, it didn't sound great. I, 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 didn't, I didn't sound no? like something I would say. Oh, oh, okay, okay. But I think, 
I think that's all we got. Unless you want to randomly insert something else. No, I just say uh, Frank gets lost in the woods at this point, and he may or may not return, <laughs> depending on whether or not you ever invite me back as a guest. <laughs> and you know well, what? Yeah. I am going to roll one thing to see if Goran does get the ultimate cookie recipe, or at least somewhere closer towards the ultimate cookie recipe. I hope you roll failure, but or success, but at a cost. Fourteen. <laughs> you find the perfect. You find the cookie recipe and die before you can make it. That's quite the cost. <laughs> One might call that a failure. No, because the goal was to find the ultimate recipe. And she and you found it. And she, she, she finds the ultimate recipe, even though she dies in the effort. <laughs> and now, now, her, now her ghost is lingering, waiting for the next culinary hero in order to impart her knowledge. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe that's 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 Krolmanite's uh, punishment. Like he Have helps it. her find this this special recipe. She dies in the process, and now she haunts him constantly. <laughs> she haunts his kitchen. <laughs> yeah, because he he always poses as some kind of potion maker, and she's like, "Oh, you're making that wrong. Oh, you're stirring too fast. <laughs> Come on, just." Give me, let me have your body for a little bit. I can Add do better. Add chocolate <laughs> chips, dumb wizard. Everything better with chocolate chips. Gora knows Which, this. And that's why that's why Frank ultimately meandered away. Um, because... I'm not done with this. <laughs> uh, I, this uh, I was here to help with the recipes, and she's dead. So I'm just going to go that way. <laughs> and hopefully I'll run into someone else. Better. Are you okay with that, Greeny? Greeny says it's good. We're gonna we're gonna head out. <laughs> He's wandered off on the road once more, looking for for a, for for accounting doesn't... adventures <laughs> somewhere. I've run the there's a balance and, and sheet. There's no that doesn't matter. There's no profit in me sticking around. <laughs> <laughs> and thus concludes our our side adventure with Goran Hachismo, Baker Barbarian, and Frank. The Accountant Halfling Druid. Concluded to everyone's satisfaction, I am certain. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no further questions, Your Honor. No one could have expected any more than what we've given them in this adventure. In fact, they probably expected much less. <laughs> They're probably sitting there on the other side of the podcast begging for just will you wrap up the episode i thought you were done 20 minutes ago please just end it <laughs> and so we will bye-bye we done bye bye